Welcome back to the Cheap Pop Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, John Hook, along with Mo Steptoe. Today we have a very special episode. OVW star and our friend uh, Donovan the Mammoth Cecil is joining us. Uh, we're gonna well, go. we're gonna let him talk about uh, his uh, how his career is going now and the influence of Bray Wyatt, and talk a little bit about maybe the Netflix show. But yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, Donovan, how's things been going, man? Oh, they've been going pretty good. Um, most recently, I had a televised match against the OVW heavyweight champion, Jack Vaughn. You were there for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, he cheated, pulled one over on me, and raked the eyes. But, you know, that's a Jack Vaughn thing to do. So, <laughs> uh, still looking to get in, you know, a little more of a winning column on televised matches. I've been on a winning streak as far as dark matches are concerned, but got to get out of that slump on TV so I can start trying to get into a little bit of a title picture and get going for 2024, get ready for the Nightmare Rumble. So, Yeah. Uh, from Around this time last year, we were just hoping to just see you on TV. So you've come a long way. Uh, now you're challenged, uh, challenging the heavyweight for the heavyweight championship in OVW, man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, – Moving in the right direction, finally. It's been – feels like it hasn't been that long, but I was looking back on it on Facebook, and it's been about four years I've been in OVW training off and on. So, you know, not including COVID in 2020, so I had to redo the intermediate class and then uh, breaking my leg last year right around the Nightmare Rumble time and not being back for four or five months after that. So, you know, with all that included, I've been – Boom, moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, you also, uh, you're going to be competing at Strongman Nationals too, correct? Yeah, should be, as long as I can, you know, afford to get there, <laughs> yeah, which is everybody's issue, but. That's going to be a part, yeah, that's going to be the main issue we're having, but, yeah, uh, yeah, balancing Looking that. Looking that yoke. <laughs> right. Balancing that along, along with the wrestling career, man, is uh, really impressive. I uh, just want to let you know that. Uh, it's hard Thank enough. You. Yeah, it's hard enough just balancing a job and doing strongman at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You don't got to tell me. It's uh, it's nonstop. But you know, uh, I recently moved back to Indiana, so I've been working around out here and uh, still going to everyday athletes when I can. Because the gym I go to around here doesn't have any strongman equipment, so I can only do like you know squats and bench and stuff like that here and then try to go thursdays and fridays to everyday athletes because i gotta be in thursday in louisville for ovw anyway so you know stick around then go on a couple of days to get my log yoke any kind of strongman accessories and stuff in there i was wondering why i hadn't seen you in a while because i feel like i used to see you quite a bit i was like damn where you been at yeah and i remember I remember you walking around with a cast on your leg uh, a couple of years back. I was like, "Damn!" And I didn't even—I didn't know you wrestled. So that was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I broke me. my leg uh, getting ready <laughs> for the Nightmare Rumble, practicing, <clears throat> getting thrown over the top rope, uh, caught my ankle in like the padding we have on the outside of the ring. And <clears throat> when you're 340 pounds and you roll on one leg, it's uh, 
not too great. So, yeah. Broke my ankle on both sides, broke my leg on the outside, and tore a ligament on the inside that connects the uh, ankle and foot, basically. So, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. And then the Bengals let me down, didn't win the Super Bowl either, so. Yeah. We got a a little bit of beef with the Bengals on this show. Uh, I don't know if you Every time they have a game, it's when you guys want to have a podcast, it seems like. (laughs) Yeah. Every every preseason game for like the last two or three weeks have been right over the top of us wanting to watch SmackDown and we're having yeah. we're having to scramble around to try to figure out how we're going to watch it. And, uh, I think the last couple of times we've been watching it on uh, on somebody's TikTok live stream. <laughs> yeah, that's been pretty irritating for me too because I'm like, I don't really like watching you're preseason on, on that mute, much bud. anyway. But I'm on mute. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You're good. Okay. What was you saying? <laughs> uh, I was just saying that was irritating for me too, because uh, you know preseason's not very entertaining, especially as a Bengals fan. Because <laughs> whatever reason, we decide nobody needs to play other than our absolutely horrendous backups. So uh, you know we'll just get whooped by the Packers, tie the Falcons, and lose to the Commanders. Strong team. Yeah. Real strong name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, they should have stuck with the football team. At least then it could be just the dumbest name in football. Yeah, they might be going back from uh, the petition that's being being signed. But anyways, uh, we'll get we'll get into the meat and potatoes of this. Uh, you had a Facebook post a few days ago uh, after we, everybody learned about the passing of Bray Wyatt. Uh, I was going to give you the floor for a little while on this one. Uh, let let the uh, audience know. Uh, What's Bray Wyatt's uh, impact been on your career? Oh, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt was first guy since The Undertaker because, you know, like a lot of other people when they first start watching wrestling, Undertaker was the guy. You know, yep, he got The Undertaker shirt on. I'm wearing my Bray Wyatt shirt. Uh, just because he brought that over-the-top uh, character to professional wrestling that nobody else really got over and since the undertaker nobody really did it for me wrestling kind of fell off and you know, i was a john cena fan for a long time but you know pro wrestling kind of lost that magic for me and then when bray wyatt came up i believe he made his main roster debut in about 2013 um but i saw a little bit of him in nxt and you know it really reignited that Pro wrestling can be magic. Pro wrestling can be more than just, you know, the reality era or whatever you want to call it with guys like Cena and Orton and people like that who are physical specimens that are, you know, really good at what they do, but there's nothing like, you know, unbelievable about it. They're just, you know, big dudes who can wrestle. But Bray Wyatt brought something special with his cult gimmick, with his over-the-top character, his ability to get things over. Um, I believe I mentioned in the post that, you know, the deleter of Worlds tag team with Matt Hardy, nobody really wanted that. Nobody really thought that was going to amount to much. But they made the best of it because there were two guys who were faced with the adversity of 
you know, they're top-level guys, but there's nowhere for them on the roster right now. And they made a tag team, and they made it entertaining, and they won some tag titles and made it work. But, um, yeah. Bray Wyatt, when I first saw him, he really inspired me because, for one, he looked really cool to me. You know, I had the big beard and influenced me to grow mine out, and I was like, you know, I want to look like that guy because he's a bigger guy. You know, he was overweight, stuff like that. Didn't fit the mold of everyone saying wrestling is an aesthetic business. You have to look a certain way in order to be a star. He broke that mold along with guys like Samoa Joe, who's also a pretty big influence for me. Um, And then, you know, he was also very athletic, came from a football background. I believe when he was uh, Husky Harris, he was the uh, pickup truck with the Ferrari engine or something like that. You know, um, sorry, I'm getting uh, a little bent up about it, but uh, yeah, he um, he meant a lot to my career as far as inspiring me to want to be a wrestler again. Because when I watched it as a kid, I wanted to believe everything was real. I wanted to believe that magic could happen with the undertaker and things like that. And then when Bray Wyatt came back or came out, that kind of opened my eyes that that's not over. You know, people can still be whatever they want to be in pro wrestling. You don't have to be chiseled out of stone and made of, you know, ruthless aggression, you know, to be a pro wrestler. You can be something different. That was was well said, man. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you get to go to the uh, the SmackDown show? Uh, unfortunately, I didn't, um, which <laughs> part of me is happy because I didn't want to be sitting there bawling my eyes out in front of everybody for Man. two hours. But <laughs> it was, <laughs> you know, it, it was tough. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, all uh, the three of us uh, were all sitting together and it was uh, it was hard enough to get choked up, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, losing Terry Funk was already a hard hit earlier in the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he was getting up there in age. So, you know, it was – I don't, don't want to, like, make light of his passing or anything because he was a legend and he wasn't, like, so old that it was his time necessarily. But it was, you know, expected as opposed to somebody who's eight years older than me right now. I mean, it's – yeah. A devastating loss. Thirty-six. Thirty-six, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's in our age bracket. Yeah. Yeah. He's right there. I mean, you know, he's younger than <clears throat> Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins who are, you know, running the company right now. So I mean it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's this was uh in terms of being there, this is about the closest it felt whenever Eddie uh, Eddie passed. Yeah. Given we were a lot younger then, but yeah, like the the feeling and everything. Yeah, it was it was wild. Yeah, because I mean it's it's very easy to get caught up in thinking that you know everyone's just a character. It's not real. They're Mm -hmm. just a TV personality. But then when you know someone passes, it's like you know you're waiting for them to make their return. It's you know it's never going to happen. Because, like, even with uh, when Edge retired or Daniel Bryan because of their injuries, stuff like that, that was heartbreaking because they were cut down in their prime. But 
then they came back and it's like you know i keep every time they show the video packages on raw or smackdown or nxt i'm you know almost waiting for the other shoe to drop it's going to be a joke or something he's going to make his return and you know that's not gonna happen (laughs) it's uh so it's exactly how it felt in the arena whenever you saw the Everybody brought the phones out and the fire the fireflies were going and they were playing his music. You're like, that dude's gonna come out on the ramp right now. Now, and then the ten bell salute hit, and you're like, well, yeah, no, don't cry, yeah. don't cry, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely uh, very tough. Yeah. Uh well, we'll go ahead and switch gears here on a lighter note what's the uh what's the locker room at ovw feeling like right now with the uh, netflix show right around the corner lots of excitement uh september 13th it's coming out on netflix called wrestlers uh very inspired name (laughs) but uh (laughs) i didn't pick the name but you know it's it lets you know what it is right off the top uh yeah there's lots of excitement, lots of buzz in the air. People are, uh, you know, excited, thinking that this can really be a turning point for OVW. Can really bring in a lot more fans, a lot more eyes on the product. Um, with the writer's strike that's going on right now, it's actually, you know, us kind of uh, benefiting off of other people's misfortune, which is unfortunate, but, you know, it's business. So, because there's no writing there's no new shows our show's coming out people are looking for things to watch more people probably watch this so if you watch last chance you or cheers it's going to be in the exact same vein as those two shows same director and producer i believe and um at the beginning of the filming was right around when i broke my leg so i wasn't there for a lot at the beginning then in the middle i was recovering and then towards the end of the filming I was back and starting to try to get on the show and on the roster, things like that. So I should be on there in passing, hopefully. Maybe in a few of the episodes, I'm hoping. I'm not really sure. Um, We don't get to know until everybody else does. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know there will be some people featured on there, um, some of our bigger stars like Cashflow, Crixus, uh, Hollywood, Haley J, Shira, um, and Jesse Goddard's. I know all of them will be on there quite a bit. They're, uh, some of our bigger stars. So they've earned that. Yeah. Uh. And hopefully, <laughs> yep. uh, if it gets well received, then we'll get a season two. And that one, I'm going to make sure I'm on. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make sure I watch. I was here. <clears throat> My bad. I was going to ask, like, during the film process, was there anybody that was putting, like, extra sauce on their personality? Like, you know, you're not really like this, but since the cameras are here, you get, they're getting a little... Uh, they're getting their they getting stuff off. I won't say who, but there, there's a few people in there. <laughs> there's some people who are, uh, you know, because, you know... If you see me on there, I'm not doing that, and you'll know that because anybody who knows me outside of OVW, off TV, I'm a pretty quiet guy. I stick to myself. 
you're not going to see me on there, you know, bouncing around, acting like a fool or nothing like that. But there's a few people on there with a fairly mellow personality that uh, on screen they might not have such a mellow personality. Oh, they but, turned it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few of them. But, you know, that's how you get on there, I guess. So good for them. I'm not going to knock them for it. I won't, uh, won't throw them under the bus and say who it is, but there's a few. Might be easy to pick out when the show comes on, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, see, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Like, it's yeah. not going to look like authentic whenever you see it. Nah. Yeah. 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 Even on like Last Chance You and stuff, they had that too. Though there were some guys on there that were, you know, pretty obviously just turning it up, try to get more TV time, and yeah. it was very unauthentic for them. So. And then uh, the only thing I've been told about the show is that uh, Matt Jones, the owner of OVW, is supposed to be painted as the villain of the show. So I guess we'll find out how that goes. Good. Yeah, that's all he's been talking about on his on, on the KSR is how they're painting him out to be the bad guy. No. <laughs> good, yeah. good for him. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. I'm perfectly fine with him being the villain of the show. <laughs> He's a cool guy, though. So, yeah, I've, I've been trying to put pressure on them to, you know, put a put some AC in there at the Davis Arena. <laughs> yeah, so, me, and, yeah. Me, me and Dakota were in there dying trying to watch that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as as soon as your match went off, we looked at each other like, "Bro, I'm sweating. Let's get out of here." <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it is brutal in there. Luckily, it's starting to get a little bit cooler outside, but you never know with Louisville. It could be back to 100 degrees next week, and yeah. we'll yeah. still be in there. And no air conditioning, and oof. but you know, allegedly that air conditioner would cost us 75 grand to replace, and the uh, landlords aren't going to approve that, is what I've been told. But oof. I think we need. Uh, somebody else to do the uh, estimating on that because that doesn't sound quite right to me no that's <laughs> no <laughs> if anybody nah. listening in knows anything about that feel free to contact Mr. Matt Jones no <laughs> please <laughs> and we already do with, with, uh, with any luck this Netflix show will go great we'll bring in a ton of new fans and we'll be able to move into a bigger building with nicer air conditioning because I have also been told that the Yum Center has been offering us to do our shows there, but obviously we're not going to be able to fill that building at this time. But with the Netflix show, bring in some more stars, get some more eyes on the product, maybe we'll be in the Yum Center. Who knows? Can only what about Freedom Hall? Uh, Freedom Hall would be a nice place. I know we, um, we were in the process of buying the old UofL basketball court over by the university and doing our shows in there. I'm not exactly sure what that's called. Um, is it Broadbent Arena, maybe? Uh, it might be, yeah. The old hockey, but, uh, old hockey arena? Yeah. As we were thinking about doing our shows in there, um, again, the building was a little too big and you know, cameras, you don't want to have a bunch of empty seats and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. You just do, Which, do what AEW does. Maybe we'd have less empty seats if uh, we had air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but, just do what AEW does, pack everybody on one side. Yeah, pack everybody on one side, pay some people to come in and sit. <laughs> <laughs> That's impact, I guess, but... Right. <laughs> Hold them hostage until you record about 12 episodes. But, oh, man. Uh, any uh, Any matches coming up? Uh, currently, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not booked for tomorrow. I might be at Matt Jones Bar in Lexington on Saturday. So, got to find out about that for an OVW live show. Um, going forward from that, it's kind of a week-to-week basis. They let us know Mondays or Tuesdays who's fighting who. Hopefully, I'll be back in there next Thursday. Yeah. Get my hands on somebody and throw them around. Hopefully get Jack Vaughn again. At, uh, I hope so. We'll put him on the TikTok uh, star. Yeah, he's going to be uh, defending his title in a fatal four-way at, um, oof, I should remember what our pay-per-view is called. I believe it is Total Reset, something like that. Um, he is facing Tony Gunn, Cash Flow, and Shira in a fatal four-way for the heavyweight championship. So, Nice. Yeah, that should be a good match. Um then they got Cal uh, Hero defending the Rush title against Adam Revolver. And I think that's all we have booked for the show so far. So maybe I'll squeeze on there somewhere. Yeah, man, hopefully. Yeah, let us know next time you're uh, uh, scheduled for like a pay-per-view match or something. We'll uh, either make our way there or uh, we'll find a way to uh, get you on our, our social media stuff and uh, show your match on there. Yeah. For sure, that should be should be fun, you know. Hopefully, they get me on there somewhere and get a little win. My only uh, my only televised win right now is actually at a pay per view in that steel cage match. So that was fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can live with one and zero in steel cage matches. Mo, if I can find the clips, I'll send them to you. He tossed the little dude around for <laughs> solid fifteen minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Mo, you got any more questions for him, man? Yeah. Uh, so what was your, like, initial introduction into wrestling? What, what got you into wrestling? Uh, my dad. My dad always watched wrestling growing up. Um, so, you know, I would uh, – because my mom didn't like wrestling, didn't like me watching wrestling, stuff like that. But uh, I would go into his bedroom and watch wrestling, watch all the old school guys. And uh, I think – when I first started watching it, it was probably right when guys like Stone Cold and The Rock were kind of fading out, and it was bringing in newer guys like Triple H. Not new, but you know, different guys like Triple H. Um, uh, Undertaker was there, obviously. Randy Orton was on his way in. I remember, uh, I remember being real, real angry because uh, <laughs> one of my earliest like real memories of pro wrestling from when I was old enough to really understand what was happening was the whole evolution storyline. Triple H lost the title to Batista. I was begging my parents to buy that WrestleMania. They wouldn't do it. So mm-hmm. I didn't get to see the payoff. Didn't get to see Batista win. Then the very next night they drafted Batista to SmackDown. We didn't have SmackDown channel oh. and I was real upset. <laughs> and then John Cena came out and I was like, this is the coolest guy I've ever seen. I can live with this. 
<laughs> he came out with that St. Louis uh, basketball jersey on, whatever it was. And I was like, okay. He's got like a spinner title. That's cool. I've never seen that before. And yeah, the rest was history. I was like, yeah, I can live with this. Then we bought the channel and had SmackDown and finally got to watch Batista. And I think he dropped it to Booker T or something like that. So. Did you have to go get the uh, pay-per-views and Blockbuster a couple months later like we uh, we used to have to do? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then eventually after that, uh, we started buying them on pay-per-view because I wouldn't let up. And then once my sister started liking wrestling, then we started buying them on pay-per-view. And I was like, okay, that's fair somehow. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. But now they got the premium live events on uh, Peacock, I guess, so. Yeah, they need to bring back the network. That was way, way better. Oh, yeah. I love the network. I do not like Peacock. Peacock does not work very well, especially not for their shows. But right. it's kind of cool that they got, uh, like, a whole WWE section on Peacock, which is kind of cool. But Right. Just because it shows how big the company is. But. I definitely use that frequently to go back and watch old matches. Yeah. Uh, so I've been watching lots of Bray Wyatt matches this week and just trying to, you know, get reacquainted with all of his moveset and all the cool stuff that he used to do because, you know, as he went along and got out of the cult character and got more into the Fiend and then more into this more recent character, you know, his in-ring work started to dwindle. So he almost forgot how good he was in the ring. So... I went back and watched, like, him versus Rollins in several different matches, him and Ambrose, um, anything other than him versus Orton at WrestleMania, because that was terrible, but, <laughs> yeah. like, maggots or whatever on the ground, I was like, yeah, yeah, terrible, but. If you had to recommend somebody to go back and watch a Bray Wyatt match, what would it be? I hate to put you on the spot like that, but. If I'm recommending it to someone who is wanting to be a pro wrestler, I would recommend him versus Rollins at Great Balls of Fire. Because the match itself, there was nothing super spectacular about it, but they both told a great story without doing much actual in-ring work. Um, if I was just recommending it to someone who's getting into being a wrestling fan... I don't remember what pay-per-view it was, but the um, him versus Ambrose where the uh, TV monitor blew up in Ambrose's face. I love that match. Mm. I'd have to look that one up. I can't remember which one it is. I do remember the exploding monitor, though. Yeah. Or, you know, obviously, Extreme Rules, Shield versus Wyatt Family. Yes. Can't go wrong with that. Yes. That match was yeah. fantastic. And the only thing that ever like ruined my life about the network was that because that was the only pay-per-view that had just stalled and wouldn't let us watch it. I was infuriated because I had to wait until the next day to watch that match. And that match was worth the price of admission all by itself. Yeah. I was one of the people that hated the shield. So watching somebody get the better of them was, was absolutely delicious for me. Yeah. I believe the Wyatt family beat the shield every time they faced him. I think. I believe so. I have to go check on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not positive, but I believe they beat them 
every time it was three on three. But I was a big Shield fan, but I also loved the Wyatts, so I couldn't go wrong with that match. And I hope WWE brings back Eric Rowan if they're uh, if he's interested. I really hope they bring him. Um, I guess Bo Dallas signed with AEW. I'm not sure, but if he hasn't, then I hope they bring him back too. But... Well, now I got to tune into All Out this weekend too. Shit. Ah. <laughs> Shoot, I don't even watch. There's it. a lot going on this weekend. There's a lot going on. Yep. Yeah, college football starts this weekend, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, <laughs> lots and lots this weekend, things. You got uh, payback and college football, and I guess AEW's pay per view, and second weekend in a row. Oof, man, lots of stuff. Yeah, uh, Donovan, what? Uh, where can uh, the listeners follow you at on your uh, social medias? On Instagram, they can follow me, uh, I believe it's Donovan the Mammoth, if I'm not mistaken. and uh, Or you can follow me at Cinco55Cinco.Cecil on Instagram. Twitter, I believe I am Donovan Cecil KYSM, I think. I'm not positive on that, but <laughs> I don't get on Twitter a lot, so or X, whatever it is now. Uh... And then Facebook, just Donovan Cecil. Alrighty. Yeah. You're a busy man. Yep. I try to stay busy. That way, uh, always ready for anything. Because you never know with uh, pro wrestling. They can call you in at any time and say, get in there and give us a good match. And I like to always be ready to do that. Yep. Well, uh, Mo, you got anything else for him? Uh no I do not right. no I do not I feel like this was a good good interview good insight yeah yeah Donovan uh thank you for your time man we're gonna go ahead and wrap <clears> this <throat> up but thank you guys yeah man not a problem we love having you on but oh, yeah, uh, absolutely if uh you're not following us already on our social media stuff uh, make sure you follow us on TikTok at the best name on TikTok at Pop This Potty for the cheap. <laughs> on Instagram at the Cheap Pop Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and Twitter under Cheap Pop Productions but uh, with all that being said uh, this is Hook signing out Mitch McConnell freezing at the podium (laughs) I'm out